I want to start by just reading our scripture this morning. We are in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, we're going to be in verses 7 through 11 this morning. Uh, that's taken five verses uh, from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. As we continue this series, which I think has been uh, eye-opening and incredible for me, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, you can always find, uh, if you've missed any of the series and you want to get caught up, you can always find that uh, multiple different ways on our website, on our YouTube channel. Uh, also, if you've got an Apple phone, we're on the Apple Podcast. Just look up Faith Life Podcast, uh, and you can catch uh, our weekly sermons there. If you just want to listen uh, while you're going for a run, you can get caught up. Um, but this morning, let's read Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? This passage of scripture for me has been, uh, it's one that um, is just, uh, it's one of those that you read and uh, I'm, to be honest, I struggle with a little bit. Like I believe every word in the Bible, but then, you know, there's times that it's not that I doubt it, it's just that I don't understand it. Um, it it's not that there's not truth in it, it's that it's kind of bigger than my brain can comprehend and uh, I've been praying about this scripture, and as I came to it, I read it, I was like, man, that's a great promise. Ask, uh, ask, and you will be, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Ask, and it will be given to you. And you begin to ask yourself these questions. So do I get anything I want? Is God like some kind of genie? <laughs> Can we just make requests and those get answered? Is that the promise that's here? And so we're going to look at this scripture. It made me think, and I've, I've referenced this before, but it always makes me think when we get to prayer, um, if you've ever watched the movie Bruce Almighty, and uh, if, if you're in my age group, your 30s or 40s, uh, just FYI, Bruce Almighty came out almost 20 years ago. I still feel like it's a new movie. Y'all seen that new movie, Bruce Almighty? Uh, I'm an old man, basically. Um, but there's a scene in that movie where he is so frustrated with God that you know it's uh, you know it's it, it's it's a bit humorous. But uh, God uh, says, "All right, Bruce, you're going to be God for a day. You're, or, I don't remember how long, but you're going to be God. If you think I'm not doing my job well enough, I'm going to let you do it." And so there's a scene in the movie where after he becomes God, it, he starts hearing these whispers in he, his ears, and he's hearing all of these. Uh, the prayers that are coming through from all the people in the world. And it's like so overwhelming, he doesn't know how to respond to all of it. And uh, so, you know, he's trying to figure out, how am I going to manage this, organize it? And he, he says, how about all of them in filing cabinets? And then all of a sudden, all these filing cabinets appear. And he said, that's, that's too much, too much space. He ends up putting them all in Post-it notes, and the whole room's covered in Post-it note prayers. Um, and then he comes up with the idea, well, what if I just had all my prayers come to me by email? And so that's what this inbox looks like. Uh, and if you look through this, uh, you probably can't see it on your screen. I'll read you some of these. But uh, it says, you've got 1,527,503 unanswered prayers. 
Um, it tells who they're from. It says the subject. The name of it's Yahweh, Insta Prayer, uh, Answer over on the right where he's going to have the opportunity to answer all these prayers. Subjects, new job for daddy, good weather this weekend, help the homeless, money for a briefcase, uh, safe place to live, I'm in bankruptcy, we need rain, a new car, a new job, friends at work, uh, what's that say, sports, tryouts, uh, and my cousin Bob. You know, th these, uh, th these are a bit humorous, but I think it speaks to some of the things we pray for and what our prayer list might look like occasionally. And so he's got all these prayers, and he's looking at them. He's like, I can't. He, st he types really fast. He answers all these, and then as soon as he hits, uh, he's finished, uh, it says three million unanswered prayers. And so he decides to go up to the top to the answer all button. I want you to imagine if God did this, uh, and this is why I'm talking about this. Does this verse mean that everything we ask, God says yes to? And so he decides, instead of taking time and reading and considering all these prayers, uh, Bruce, all my Jim Carrey, he hits answer all and just says yes to every prayer request that comes in. As he goes out through the next few uh, hours and he gets back out of his house and he gets back out into public, he realizes um, that he has set the world into chaos because every prayer everyone has prayed has been answered Yes. We're going to understand at the end of today, one, that God is telling us, he's commanding us, he's, he's encouraging us to pray. And there is a promise here. We're going to understand this promise and how significant, how important it is. And if you're like me, once I got my arms around it, once I understood it this week, it's, it's changed me. I'm different this Sunday than I was last Sunday. I think that's the way it should always be. The deeper we dive into God's Word, we should always be growing and changing. And I, I'm trusting. I got more faith than I did last Sunday. And I want you to be there with me by the time we finish today. Because here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about... Uh, if God is infinitely strong, the creator of all mankind, of everything, if the thing, he is the thing that everything exists hangs upon his word. If he's infinitely strong, if he's infinitely righteous, that he only does what is right. If he is infinitely good, that everything he does is perfectly Good, that he is infinitely wise, that he knows what's right and what's good. And considering all that, if he's infinitely loving, if he uses his strength, his righteousness, his goodness, and his wisdom to pursue good for each and every one of us, I want you to imagine that's the God. And then consider this invitation he says here. He says, if you ask it of me, if he puts this invitation out, and this is the invitation, if you ask it, it will be given to you. If you seek it, you will find it. If you knock, it will be open to you. I want you to understand how incredible that is. To truly understand it, we got to understand the context that he's talking in. You can't just take these verses like so many times in my life I've done. I've heard people preach on these verses or I've, I've went and read them out of context and I forget, oh, this is part of a longer sermon that he's given. He's been talking about a lot of things up to this point. 
And I forget who he's talking to. He's talking to the disciples who have made a decision to step out of their normal comfort zone, to turn away from the things that their heart had hungered for, and they are pursuing one thing in their life, and that is the direction of Jesus and the God's will in their life, and they want to serve him. And Jesus has just been, he's just finished telling them. He said, he's taught them on prayer. He said, don't do it for show. He's taught them to not store up treasures uh, on this earth, but in heaven. He's told them that money matters. He's told them not to worry about the needs in their life. Uh, he's told them not to judge others. He's given them all this direction. He said, listen, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to dig in with me, if you're going to dive in with me, you ask. And it'll be given. If you don't want to jump in with me, if you want to still do your own thing, you still want to be a, a fisherman. You remember Peter eventually goes back fishing. He's not asking Jesus. He's going his own route. And we can ask. And we can seek. And we can knock. But it not be open. But Jesus says, you want to you, you you look away from your resources and look away from your dreams. You want to look away from the things you want in life. You want to check your own motive. If your motive is to serve me and you're following my will for your life, not a doubt in the world. Every single thing you're ever going to need, I'll give it to you. I was thinking uh, uh, about this um, as he gives this call here in this first verse. Ask, seek, knock really kind of three different uh, uh levels of availability you know if you think and, and and he goes through and he says this is your heavenly father talking about a relationship that we have with god uh and if, if you think you're going to ask somebody something that means they're kind of present and you're going to ask uh, and you're going to say hey i need this <laughs> seek is a little extra effort right you got you, there, there's there's a call out of complacency here and then knock is even a little bit more effort. If you think, all right, my father's in the house. I'm going to ask him something. He's in the room with me. Well, he's not in here, so I'm going to get up and go through the house and seek for him. And then I find he's in a closed room. I'm going to start knocking on the door. I think this is also speaking to life in general, that this is not God saying, I will do everything for you. There is some responsibility. You have one to ask. Yeah, let's take you. Let's take for an example. Easy enough. We're looking for a job. Let's. We're going to pray for a job. God give us a job. And then he says we should be seeking. There's some personal accountability. He says, but you got to do some part. You got to seek for it, and you'll find it. And then knock is the next step. And so he talks us out of this complacency and that God is going to do everything for us, that there's this mutual responsibility that we got to act but trusting and depending upon him. Uh, we find here the, the promise that if we pray, that applies uh, to children of God. John 1.12 says, To all who did receive him, Jesus... Who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, that we are in a relationship with our Creator. This, if you've never given your life to God, I mean, if he will save us, he will take care of everything 
beyond. I mean, saving us is the difficult part, is the part that he should never do. If he does that, we should have confidence that he will provide for us and take care of us. But he is our father. We've been called to be children of God. So if we're his children, if we've not done that, this doesn't apply. This is not a promise to someone who doesn't even believe in God that asking it will be given to you. This is not just a, a, a this is not the, the God who is a genie uh, in a book, right? You can't just start passing out requests like, hey, I want to live forever. Hey, I'd like to have a new car. Hey, will you take care of that person there? Aggravate me to death. Just have them transferred to another department. Uh, you know, that'd fix my life. It'd be so much better. Uh, you know, I want this perfect spouse. Just go ahead and give me that. I'll take that. I want the perfect house. Uh, you know, I just like to have the perfect life. You know, all that stuff. Just hand it out. That's not the God that we serve. So we got to check our motive. And so I started thinking about this. Um, and uh, and I thought about um, about Legos. You ever played with Legos? You ever, you ever played with a child who's first learning how to use Legos? And there's, there's times that, uh, you know, you get two Legos and you're going to put them together. Seems pretty simple, right? Uh, but if you're a child and your dexterity is not great and you've never done this before, uh, you get Legos a little bit crooked, right? And, and you can push, even as an adult, you can push as hard as you can and they won't go together. And so there was time when Rosie, when she was younger, and she, you know, we'd play with Lego some, and she was trying. She was giving everything. She had pushing as hard as she can. I mean, giving it all she got to put these two Legos together. She's getting ready to get frustrated. She's getting ready to quit. And I say, let me see it. And I just move it a little bit, right, and line it up. And I say, now try it. And she just, just barely, barely pushes, and it clicks. Here's what I'm saying. As some of you, just like I have done in the past, you're beating a door down. I mean, you are asking for things. You are seeking for things. You're at a door just knocking with all you've got and thinking you need more strength. You think you need to try harder. You need to give harder. You need to give more. And you need more strength from you. And we find what Jesus sees here. You don't need more strength. You need better alignment because he promises if we're aligned with his will and what he has for us and his dreams for us, that he'll give us everything we need. We don't need more strength. We need better alignment. Verse 8 says, For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks will be open. When you're in God's will, when you're pursuing his purpose, his plan for your life, he promises everything you need. It's pretty interesting here as he begins to look at these disciples, and he says, which one of you that may be a, a father, which one of you would, if your son asked for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would you give him a serpent? And he says, if you then, who are evil, that's pretty strong words to the disciples, the ones who are following, who he's going to build his church on. He's not saying, hey, you all who are not, you know, you're not perfect. And uh, he, he didn't look at them and say, I know you all sin sometimes. He said, if you then, who are evil, 
speaking to the humanity that we all have inside of us. Even after we give our hearts to Christ, we still have a sin nature that's always fighting against us. He said, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts, he speaks here saying, our earthly fathers will never be perfect. You as a father will never be perfect. But God, our heavenly father, is always perfect. He is the perfect example of love and fatherhood. He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, I mean, you all are at the core bad, yet you see good in your children. And for the most part, as parents, we want good for our children. It's not always the case, but it's probably more often than not. He says, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So as you think about this, there's some logic here. It says if, if your, your child asks for bread, would you give it a stone? If, you ask, if they ask for fish, would you give it a serpent? And we'd say, no, we wouldn't do that. A good father wouldn't do that. And so then you can flip that logic around and say, well, what if we ask for a serpent? <laughs> would he give us a serpent? See, when we get in our mind that God should just answer every request that we have and fulfill it, it's us trying to play God. It's us trying to decide what's right and what's best and telling him what we think should be done. We're supposed to submit these requests, but at the same time, what, what did we just learn in the, 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 uh, in the Lord's Prayer? It says, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. You're the king. I'm not the king. Your will be done, not my will be done. And so it says, God only gives good gifts. Heavenly, uh, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him. Listen to what uh, John Piper says about this. He says, if we take the passage as a whole, it says that when we ask and seek and knock, when we pray as needy children looking away from our own resources to our trustworthy Heavenly Father, He will hear and He will give us good things. Sometimes just what we ask, sometimes just when we ask it, sometimes just the way we desire, and other times He gives us something better, or at a time He knows is better, or in a way He knows is better. See, we have to be reminded that unlike God, we are not infinitely strong. We are not infinitely righteous. We are not infinitely good. We are not infinitely wise. And we are not infinitely loving the way that he is. This is a reminder. This is a heart adjustment to these disciples who are still struggling. Jesus maybe heard it in their words or he felt it in their spirits and their hearts who are struggling thinking, I'm going to give it all to Christ. I'm going to do what he's calling me to do. And then they were thinking on the backhand, well, how am I going to meet my needs? What am I going to have to do on the side to help make sure 
I have what God has for me. That I have enough to meet my basic needs in life. And what he's saying here is when you've given it all, when you're storing up treasures in heaven, when you're pursuing him, this is a hard adjustment to not go halfway, to say, I'm going to depend on him. This is where my dependency lies, not on my own strength, not on my own goodness, not on my own righteousness, not on my own resources, but on his. I'm going to share with you just for a minute here a very real way God demonstrated this to me this week. Um, I mean, sometimes God just shows up in my life in such real ways, this tangible that I write it down and I'm never going to forget it. And this was one of those times. We've had in our heart and what, feeling what God is calling us to for some time at New Beginnings, um, a separate nonprofit which we launched last year called Faith Life Ministries. You see Faith Life Podcast listed on the the YouTube channel. We believe this is a, a ministry um, that, that exists. And what we want to do is inspire and equip people to live out their faith in Jesus Christ. We did an entire sermon called Faith Works where we preached through the book of James and we found out that faith without works is dead. Faith on a Sunday morning, it demonstrates itself and bears fruit in Monday through Saturday. And we all struggle with that. We struggle with saying, God, I really believe God, but I'm going to do this. And how does my vocation, how does my life through the week, how is that living out my faith? Because when we get saved, when Christ gets in our heart, it bears fruit in all days of our life, in all aspects of our life. And if you're like me, some of you struggle with trying to figure out, I got faith, how does that play out in my life? I think of Ephesians 2.10, another core verse in this, this ministry that we're wanting to start that says we are his handiwork. We spend an entire time in the book of Ephesians learning that we are God's handiwork and that we were created to do good things, to do good works. And by created, not born, but when he saved us, when he changed our hearts, he made us his handiwork and created good things for us. And it says that we're prepared in advance for us to do. That means every Christian has got like this bubbling up overflow of faith life that needs to come out. Good things you're going to do. You want to serve. You want to help. You want to donate. You want to give. You want to take care. You want to show compassion. You, you want to you see how in your everyday job that that is you living out your faith. You may not be you know, telling everybody about Jesus, but you're living the characteristics of the faith life, and that is that you're a teacher and you care about your students. That is that you're a nurse and that you're taking care and serving those that you need. That is living the faith life. And so we want to teach and equip, and we want to share God's Word. And that's why you see on our YouTube channel, it doesn't say New Beginnings Fellowship Church, because we've got a bigger vision. We believe this gospel message, this truth, demonstrated in this way that's relevant to everyday life, and how once God gets a hold of you, it comes out, has a bigger audience than just our community. And we've got a vision for that. Uh, the second thing that we want to do as part of Faith Life Ministries, it's obviously a nonprofit. Uh, we want to, you know, already what start, God's been doing over this time in our church is popping up these little social enterprises, these ways, ideas that God puts on people's hearts. and says, I'd like to give back in this way. I'd like to serve in this way. 
And uh, so we have things like love covers. We have do for one. We have the Battle Line Boxing Gym where uh, we've, we've done after-school programs for at-risk youth. Uh, you know, we had the closet, the thrift store um, where we were giving away free clothes. And God's putting all that under one umbrella called Faith Life Ministries. The closet, big news, all the stuff got moved Friday. It's in the, this new space you can see on the screen right now. It's not set up. It's not organized, but it's in there. We're out of the other space. Um, and, uh, and so this, and that's not a real sign. If you drive by, that's, a, that's me being basically a Photoshop expert. If you need any help on Photoshop, just let me know. I can copy and paste with the best of them in PowerPoint. Um, but this gives you an idea of what we envision here. The closet's going to roll into this space called Faith Life Market. In Faith Life Market, it's gonna, we're still going to have the thrift store items. You can donate goods here. Um, you're going to be able to, we're going to, we got lots of crafty people. We've been doing something at Christmas every year called Crafting for a Cause, where local, we have a, uh, you know, Jackie Sisu makes handmade pottery. Uh, we have people who are making decorations and crafts and with wood and flowers and all this cool stuff. And these are going to be on consignment and donated. You can, I mean, you can give stuff here. You can come volunteer time to help um, create things. You can volunteer time to help run the store. Uh, you can come buy things. And all the proceeds, all the good that comes out of this uh, is going to go back in to support community outreach uh, at first in the Pikeville area. And we're going to help our community partners like we've always done before. We've given to the Appalachian Pregnancy Care Center. We've helped in the community luncheons that happen. Um, and this is going to build community across denominations who have faith in Jesus Christ. We also have a vision for a faith life brand t-shirts, coffee, mugs, uh, stickers that just shares our passion and builds community, inspires and equips people to live that out. Now this week, we, I've been struggling with this for three years. We preached a sermon called Faith Life from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. God's had this in my heart the entire time. We've talked about it. We've been slow about it, waiting for God's right time. We now have this incredible space that God's going to be able to build it locally. We're going to have a website. Some of this stuff's going to be available to be purchased online. Um, and, uh, and I was thinking this week, I've read these verses, and was, Bethany and I were sitting uh, Wednesday morning, I think it was, drinking coffee, getting ready for the day. And I was sharing, I've been reading these verses. And, uh, this, and I told her how this was starting to lie. I was starting to understand that fact that if we're aligned not if we're trying harder, but if we get aligned with what God is doing, what he wants to do, he does it. If we ask, he gives it. And so I'm, I'm seeing all these things. You know, I've got a, a background. I'm a, part, I'm a co-founder of a, a guitar store. I've been in business. Uh, I've been in the, I can see in my head what God is doing here and how this is all going to come about. Yet it takes resources to do it. So I'm looking at it thinking, who are the people and where's the money going to come from? And we've not had physical church <laughs> in two months. We've not passed an offering plate in two months. Some people think that in order to get people to give, you've got to put an offering plate and put pressure on them. I'm of the mind that God puts in, heart, in the hearts of true Christians to give, and they just give. You don't have to 
pressure. You don't have to push it. Like, and if you push it, then it's for the wrong reason. And you don't just give because you think, I got to give. You give because it is inside of you. I give because I can't not give. Like, it, it, it's like, it's be, you don't do good works because you want to try to get to heaven. You do it because you can't contain them. This is going to be a place where we take the lid off of Christian lives. And we enable those of the faith that believe in Jesus, those that are on the fence, to come in, to be a part of a community, to see that Jesus Christ is not just something we talk about, it's life-changing. And we're going to be together in it, and we're going to support one another in it. And we might even be selling some coffee and have places to hang out and sit. So... Where are the resources going to come from? I'm almost finished, I promise. And so Wednesday morning, we were sitting there, Beth and I, we were talking about these verses, and I said, I think, and I was asking, I was like, am I on track on this? I don't need more strength, I need better alignment. I didn't say exactly that, but that's what I was saying. Like, if we're in line with God's will, then like, wait, this says, I think back to that last verse, uh, verse 11, uh, let me find it, uh, where, where it says, How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And I'm going to ask you, I was asking myself that time, have I asked him? Let me tell you this this well-thought-out theological prayer that I prayed right there with Bethany. I didn't even bow my head. I looked at her, but she knew I was talking to God, and I said, do it. I said, do it. I'm asking you. This is in my heart. I'll give my part. I've given all I can, and it's not where I wish it was. I didn't even say amen. I just talked with God. I looked at him, my heart to his, and I said, do it. And she just looked at me, and I looked at her, and I thought, oh, God. (laughs) It felt like one of those moments, oh, I've unleashed the creator of all mankind because it hinges on that last part for those who ask him you get it aligned and then you ask and let me tell you what happens an hour later i got a text from our treasurer said hey i just want you to know these people have been coming to the church occasionally for the last several months um and uh said we got a check in the mail today for eight thousand dollars not budgeted not expected $8,000, $8,000, and I went, <laughs> and it didn't hit me right at first. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And then he texted me, too, because uh, we paid an April rent check on our church building here at New Beginnings. And our, I mean, we're in a beautiful place. God has set us in the place he wanted us in town. It's not cheap. We pay $8,000 a month rent here. We'd written an $8,000 rent check in April. And he said it never went through the bank. And this was right when all this happened. You know, we paid our May rent. It went, it cleared the bank. He said the April one still hasn't cleared. I called our landlord. And she barely got a few words out and started crying. And she said, God, God just told me to forgive April's rent. I mailed it back to you all. I mailed it back. And I was like, well, I don't think we got it, but it, I mean, I don't know where it is. I don't know where you mailed it to. And when I 
when I got the phone with her, I said, you've blessed us. I can't, just, I can't explain to you what your obedience to what God has laid on your heart, what it has done for me today. I didn't tell her the whole story, but I knew in my heart, God, I just, this morning, I said, we need, and I didn't know how much we, we need signs, we need some fixtures, we need equipment, we need some things for this space. And I was thinking, where is that going to come from? And I stopped thinking about where it was going to come from, and I said two words. I said, do it. And in an hour and a half, we had $16,000 we didn't think we were going to have. Now, listen, God didn't do all that between then, but he started that out back in April. He had her mail a check back. Don't know where it went. We don't care where it is. It's not in her checking account. That's all that matters. Uh, and we don't know where it is. And, and, but I didn't find out till that day, that morning. And, and we didn't, and they'd already given and mailed that donation to the church that so we didn't know was coming. And it, God is infinitely strong, infinitely righteousness, infinitely good, infinitely wise, and infinite lo infinitely loving. If this thing is of him, if you remember back at Easter, we preached unstoppable, where Gamaliel said, if they're, if they're really teaching about the real God, you can't stop it. As long as we ask and we trust, this is unstoppable. If we do our part, if we ask, if we seek, if we knock, it's going to be given. We're going to find it. And doors are going to open. God, turn our heart to you this morning. Let us place our entire dependency upon you. Place in our hearts the things, God, the doors we've been beating down that you know better, that they never need to open. And God, if they did, they would destroy our faith and take us the wrong direction. God, realign our hearts this morning. We don't, we don't need more strength. We need to be aligned with the, 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 the one who, has, who is all-powerful, who is omnipotent. God, we don't need more strength. We need to be better aligned, and we need to put our dependence and trust on you. God, show us that our faith can be lived out every day, not just on Sunday. God, we're going to ask and we're going to seek and we're going to knock, but we're going to trust you to answer and trust us to help us find, trust you to open doors, trust you for success. We're going to give you all the glory. And God, Jesus Christ, God, the cross is at the core of all this. It, it, without the cross, we can't be the children of God. Without the resurrection, there's no power in our lives. God, all of this hangs with you. If you, God, could call those that are listening who've never surrendered, never turned it all over to you, doesn't know what it must be like to have a heavenly father. Continue to call them. Lord, give them the confidence today to step out in faith. For those of us that believe but want to believe more and want to have more faith, God, give us that today. Grant us that. Let us learn through our trials and our tests to trust you more. In Jesus' name, amen.
wrap this up this morning just by saying um, God is amazing. He showed me that this week. He reminded me again, gave me another instance that I can point to and say, that was a time. That was a time I doubted, then I showed faith and you delivered. I asked him to do it, and you know what he said? He said, I already am. I just need you to understand that it's me and not you, and it's not the church. It's it's me calling all these people who some of them don't even know each other, but they're giving and they're believing and they're 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 sacrificing in their own way to be a part of my plan. That's what God is saying. I'm already doing it. Just continue to ask me. It'll keep your heart in the right place. You need to continue to ask him and trust him and not yourself. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time to serve you, to love you, to dig into your word, to find the truth that is there that applies to our hearts and changes our lives. God, let us be strong and confident to live it out, to live out our faith like we've never lived it out before so that the people who don't want to hear about you can't help but see you in the compassion and love that flows out of our lives. God, and we know you'll call more people to you. God, those that are, that are your children already are going to grow in strength. God, we're going to keep growing closer to you until you call us home, and then we'll be in heaven forever. But God, before we're there, we're going to work for you with all that we have. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you all have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I invite you to join us Wednesday night on our online Bible study and our Facebook group, New Beginnings Church Community. Uh, If you go search that on Facebook, you can join us. And um, we've been doing Zoom sometimes on Wednesday nights, and we've been doing, I've been doing a Facebook Live sometimes on Wednesday nights. Uh, But join that community, and uh, let's keep connected. Uh, Pray for our church as we begin to work toward plans of reopening and having, you know, services back here uh, so we can see some smiling faces. Um, Be in much prayer for that. Be in prayer for our community, our country, one another. Let's stick together. Uh, Let's be that faith life community that is the light, uh, that's set on a hill, that shines, that is a difference maker um, because Jesus changed our hearts and changed our lives. Uh, So I love you. God bless you. Uh, Have a wonderful week. Let's put our faith and trust in Jesus.